Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to authenticity, purpose, and fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Hey everybody, today is Teen Tuesday. That is right. Today is a message directly and geared specifically for all the teens out there who need some motivation, uplifting, some encouragement. This is especially for you. And of course, my parents, you guys are always welcome to hear. I mean, of course, I'm a parent too. So I hope that you guys can kick back and enjoy today's topic, which is, drum roll please, I don't know what that doom was. Um, You are not your grades. You heard me right. You, my dear friend, are not your grades. So it's it's the second half of the year, uh, which means that you are in your second semester. You might be in your third or your fourth quarter of the semester, and grades have been bobbing up and down. It's almost like watching, uh, you know, a game or a race. You're not sure who's going to win. You don't know where your grades are going to land. It's almost like watching, uh, if you have a YouTube channel, it's like watching your YouTube channel uh, likes and dislikes. You know, you get five thumbs up and then ten thumbs down, and you don't. You're not sure where all this is going to settle. You're not going to sure. Uh, you're not really sure how your grades are going to settle out at the end of the school year. And so you've been watching your grades go up and down and up and down. And it's been a crazy year because of COVID. So you, you got your fingers crossed. Meanwhile, you know, you're doing your schoolwork to the best of your ability, but you are not your grades. And I'm going to break that down for what, what does that really mean? Now, before before the parents kind of kind of cringe at this phrase and wonder where I'm going with this, let me assure you that I was an A and B student um, from elementary school all the way through high school. Um, I made honor roll just about every school year to the point where I literally have a notebook of all my awards, be it perfect attendance or being uh, kind to another student or uh, my, like I said, the honor roll. So whatever it was, I have all those awards in a notebook. So this is not by any means an excuse for laziness. It is not um, an excuse for laziness, but for confidence. And it's not an excuse for ignorance, but for identity. And that is very, very important. I'm going to tell you why. So you get your grade and let's say it's a C or a D. Some people are so strict on themselves that they don't even like low Bs. I'm not that person. You know, I, I will take a low B. Give it to me. But when uh, when we see that C or that D, a lot of students take that as a grade for them as a person or them as an individual. And so you see that C or that D and you think to yourself, I am a C or a D person. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. So let me break down to you why you get a grade or what that grade actually is. So there's what the grade actually is, but then there's the meaning that we attach to it. And they're two very different things. So the grade, it it means how much you comprehended. That's all a grade is. And let me give you this example. So let's say you took a history test, okay? And in that history test, out of the 100 questions that were asked, you only understood 40 of those questions. I mean, you understood the question, but you only got 40 of those questions correct, right? 
That means that there's 60 questions that you got wrong, okay? So when you get your grade back, it'll tell you 60%, okay? And then we've attached letters, A, B, C, and D, to these percentages. So you might be familiar that a 60% would equate to a D, okay? So there's 60%. Now, what does that 60% mean? 60% means that you did not understand or learn 60% of the information that was presented to you. So out of 100% of that semester or that quarter or that unit study, you understood only 40%, but there was a 60% that you did not understand. Okay. So what we have here is what it really means is, okay, maybe I didn't commit it to memory. Maybe I didn't understand a concept. Uh, maybe there was something I overlooked. Maybe it just wasn't interesting to you. But whatever the reasons are, 60% of it uh, did not uh, was not answered correctly. And what we should do when we see a 60% is go back to the drawing board and we should really be trying to think about how do we learn? But unfortunately, our system is not set up that way. And that's not how most people teach their students the, the indication or the significance of a grade. They pretty much tell you what your grade is. And then as a student, you're expected to go back and relearn somehow the information. And if you if they allow retest, then you can retest. But what you should really be looking at and asking yourself is, okay, if I only understood 40 and there's this 60% gap of things that I didn't get, how do I learn? What is my mo my best learning modality so that I can uh, be strong, become stronger at the way that I learn? So then if you understand the way that you learn, you can learn anything, um, even if you're not interested in it. But you have to understand you and, and know yourself well enough to know what kind of learner am I? And it should make us reflect on, okay, for some odd reason, this 60% is just not sticking to me right? Uh, do I need to create flashcards? Do I need to study in my room away from people? Do I need to cut off the music when I'm studying? Do I need to study more frequently? Um, you know, do I need to eat before I take my test? Whatever it might be, you got to figure you out. Um, but so that's the way that it's intended to uh, be an indication to us. It's supposed to let us know how much of the information we we know and how much information we don't know. And when we look at the information that we don't know, we should probably think to ourselves, why am I, why do I continuously get low grades? There's not something wrong with you, but there's a way that you learn that you probably just have not tapped into yet. So that's, that's A, okay? That's number one. That's how we should look at the grades, okay? How we should look at the grades. How we interpret the meaning of those grades is we take it personal to mean something about us as individuals. If there is an A-B student, somehow we think that that individual is better than us uh, or that they're smarter than us um, if we got a C or a D, okay? And if we have a, if we are the CD people, then we think that we are stupid, slow, um, not intelligent. Uh, we, we start to think all these negative thoughts. It's like there's a line between A-B and then C-D. If you're A-B, oh, yay, or you get celebrated and you feel confident. If you are a C D person, your confidence drops, you feel insecure, and uh, yeah, you pretty much feel dumb, right? But 
this is what I, I want to, to get you to understand is that you have a unique way of learning the A person, the B person, the C person, the D person. You all have a unique way of learning that is specific to you. And so if you are not learning the history facts, the way that, uh, you know, Billy Bob or Jimmy John, hopefully if you're listening to this, um, you're not Billy Bob or Jimmy John, but this is applicable to you too. Um, but if you're not getting those kinds of grades, it could be that you just don't take interest in the subject enough to want to memorize it. And so it's not sticking to you, but it doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you dumb. It doesn't make you ignorant. You are as intelligent as the your A and B peers. You have the same capacity to learn anything that you want to put your mind to. You have the same uh, neuroplasticity, which means the ability to change uh, the mind and, and just you can make yourself uh, do and learn anything. There's nothing. They're not using more percentage of their brain than you are. You have the ability. And so it's just a matter that you you guys are different learners. So number one, I want you to acknowledge and appreciate how you learn. Now, you might not know exactly how you learn, but just appreciate the fact that it's different and you got to be okay with it being different. But then you have to identify, okay, how do I learn? And once you identify how you learn, then you begin to use that way to learn many different things. So if you're interested in learning more about the way that you learn, there's a book called The Way They Learn, haha, <laughs> catchy title, by Cynthia Tobias. And I think there is like an assessment or an evaluation in there where it'll help break down for you specifically what is the way that you learn. Now, I want you to think about this. This would be a little mental exercise for you. Think about something else that you learned how to do. Maybe that's sewing, knitting, drawing. Uh, maybe it's a video game that you learned how to do or maybe it's cooking, but there's a hobby or something that you've gotten good at. You had to learn it, right? And it's strange because we will learn things outside of school, but the moment we see a grade, we will think ill of ourselves. But check it out. You have the ability to learn. Learning is a part of all human process. What we choose to learn or whether it sticks or not, that's something different. And the way in which we learn, it differs from person to person. So don't think, oh man, you know, I, I got a D in geometry. I'm stupid. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm a failure. I'm a loser. Um, I can't do anything right or I'll never get it. Man, these are all thoughts that go through our minds just from getting a simple grade uh, from school. And these are not thoughts that are helpful to us because when we begin to think that, then we begin to uh, behave that. We begin to produce that kind of fruit on the outside of ourselves. So when you feel or when you think that you're stupid, dumb, you're a failure and you can't get anything right, guess what begins to happen on the inside of you? When that is your self-view and you begin to beat yourself up and beat yourself down, you almost quit or give up trying because now you're frustrated with yourself you can almost feel like well what's the use um or you just get tired of trying you know so part of you might even want to quit the attempt of of trying to aim for the a or trying to aim for the b my encouragement to you would be i would not encourage you to get the a or b because it means something about you as a person 
don't go for the A or the B because you're trying to go after an A personality or a B personality. Like, I want to be outstanding. So in order to be a great person, in order to be accepted by my parents or by my peers, I need to get this A and this B. In order to be considered a good person, I need this A or B. I would not encourage you to do it for that motive because if that is your motive, you're doing it for identity. And this grade is not your identity. In fact, I want to flip the reason why you would do it. You you ch- go you can go for the A or the B because you know that you have the ability to get the A or the B. You know that your mind uh, is it works and operates just the same as everyone else's in terms of the other people are not using special special parts of their brain. They're not using like ninety percent of their brain, and you're only using ten percent. You know, understand that the same potential that God placed in the people around you, you too also have. And you have the potential to make an A or a B. The only thing is you haven't figured out how to unlock yourself in order to attain that. And so really that becomes the key is, okay, how do I lock what God has placed inside of me? If you um, take the thing that you've learned that's not school related, let's say you learned how to play Minecraft or you learned how to play Fortnite or uh, you learned how to sew, or you learned how to garden, or you learned how to cook. There was a way that you learned it. Maybe you learned it through videos. Maybe you learned it through reading. Uh, Maybe you learned it uh, through reading in a quiet place, or maybe you learned it through reading while you were listening to music. Pay attention to how you learned those other things, and then take that same way and apply it to history geometry and things of that nature if you asked for help when it came time to cook if you had asked for help when it came to sewing and you had to look up resources and research granted those things you're interested in so it kind of came easy to you but you can still take the same exact tools and apply it to things that you really don't want to learn the things that you could care less about learning such as um an isosceles triangle i don't know um but you can take it and apply it to the subjects that you're that are are not your strength you're not going after the a or the b because it's your identity um you're not trying to chase after and grab after who you are by getting a better grade in in geometry i mean that's not going to add any value to you as a person you already have the value and now it just needs to be expressed and it can be expressed in any way you choose to release it so change the the tape in your mind from I'm a failure, I can't do anything right, um, I will never get this, to, um, to I can do this, I have the ability to do it. Everyone else in my class, um, we all have the same ability, we all are on the same playing field, the same God that made them made me, and he didn't make you a dud, he didn't make you a mistake. The point of what I'm trying to say today is that confidence is huge and we have to be careful of what we're telling ourselves when we interact with our the environment around us we have to be careful that we are operating out of our identity into the world and not reverse that the world is not giving us our identity even if you're a student in school don't let the grades determine who you are there's something that you can you can uh, go after there's things that you can do that you have the potential to do but do it from a standpoint of knowing what you have the ability to do and not allowing the environment to tell you what you are limited from doing, okay? So let me share this quick story with you. So my daughter is seven years old and she's learning how to read 
And uh, she was struggling with some, a word, um, a couple of words, actually, in a book that she was reading. I could tell she was getting really, really frustrated because, you know, the American language, oh my gosh, English, yeah, silent E's are a trip. And then the vowels make all sorts of sounds. Um, and so she was just kind of really getting frustrated. So I asked her, I said, Isabel, can you read? Now, mind you, she had been, she does read and she can read. Um, it's just not as fluent as she would even want it to be. So I asked her, I said, Isabel, can you read? And her face looked really sad. And um, she was like, well, you know, I'm learning how to read. And, you know, and I said, look at the chart on the wall. Now we have this chart for books that she's read. She gets to color it in and get some candy. On the wall, she had six stars colored in, which means that she's read six books. I had to remind her of her previous successes. And I said, Isabel, you can read. Look at all the books that you've read so far. And I said, when I tell, when I ask you the question, can you read? I want you to say, yes, I can read. So I said, Isabel, can you read? She said, yes. And then I kind of gave her that look because I wanted her to finish out the sentence. Oh, yes, I can read. Great, good. Because we have evidence that you've been successful at it before. And confidence is half the battle. Because then she's able to stick her chest out and put her chin up. And the next time she goes to that book, she's like, I've done this before. I have the same faculties that I've used in doing it before. I'm going to use those exact same faculties to use it and do it here. It might be frustrating for me to do it again. It might be frustrating for me to do it in this way or with, uh, you know, maybe with a new book or uh, with a new exercise. But I can look back in my past and I can see where I've done it at least six times. And so it's even if I'm struggling with it, can I read? Yes, I can read. And when you tell yourself, yes, you are then opening your mind to the ability to for the for the ability to uh, to do and accomplish what is set before you. The moment you tell yourself, no, you shut the door on yourself. So just begin to tell yourself, yes, I can. I can pass health class. I can pass, uh, like I said, geometry. Geometry was my toughest subject, so that's probably why I keep using it as an example. <laughs> um, but whatever your toughest subject is, whatever you're struggling with in school, yes, you can. You have the ability to bring that grade up if you wanted to, if you chose to. And uh, again, some of it might be just putting some tools on your tool belt and saying, maybe I need to learn how I learn. Maybe I need to figure out What's the best way for me to learn? I have a son who is audio and visual, and um, you can you can have more than one learning style. And um, we we all learn with a variety of um, modalities, and you can have different percentages of different modalities. So he's audio and visual. So if he just has to sit and read, his brain just kind of like he starts to daydream. Because <laughs> it's not stuff that's not interesting to him. So I asked him, I, I noticed that, you know, he does have an um, audio side where he learns more by hearing. So I said, well, would it help if I got the book on audio? He said, yes. So I got the book on audio thinking that he would do away with the physical book. Um, and turns out he likes both. He likes to listen to it and follow along in the science book. And so that was very helpful for him in order to comprehend a subject matter that he's not so interested in. Um, so find out what your thing is. If you want to, if you like listening to something um, audibly, if you prefer to watch a couple of YouTube videos to nail down a concept, uh, whatever you got to do, but 
Just know that this is a phase of life that is going to challenge you. But 70% of our growth, 70% of our skills, they all come out of a challenging place. So I hope that you would take on this challenge um, and, and learn from it and grow from it instead of allowing it to uh, beat you down, allowing it to tell you and determine who you are. So I hope today has been helpful to you. If there are any subjects that you would like to hear me speak on, uh, please reach out to me on my website, uh, lifecoachingwithjazz.com, or you can even reach out to me right here on uh, Anchor. So I hope to hear from you and hope this has blessed you. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled. 